Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of What's Next. Um, first, I want to thank you all for the feedback from last week. Our episode with Wyatt um, is one of our most played ones so far. I'm seeing it shared everywhere across LinkedIn, all our social outlets. Uh, so I'm getting some really good reviews. So once again, I want to thank Gabby for hooking that one up um, and thanking Wyatt uh, for being such a team player. And if you guys haven't checked that out, would really encourage you to go check that. It's uh, why Wyatt Melzer is nice to the pizza guy. Um, nice little blog post right up there uh, in the website as well. Uh, but more on this week. This week we've got Kevin Cope. He's an ex-soccer player and three-year captain uh, from Michigan State. Um, so he talks more about being a young leader, a three-year captain. I mean, that's that's not common. Uh, so really good learnings there. Uh, Kevin is currently a national sales director at a really um, fast-growing financial services and trading company. But I think the biggest thing to note here is that Kevin is a guy who's really searching for what's next. Um, so he's one who, you know, quote-unquote, made it. Um, he actually was drafted in the MLS, played a little bit with um, the Philadelphia Union. Um, so, you know, you think you see the guy and this is where your goals are. And he talks about having the goal to get there, to get there, to get there. Um, and then it's done and you're totally recalibrating. So we, uh, we peel back the layers quite a bit, um, talk about his college experience, you know, kind of the perspective he has now um, being you know, a couple of years removed from college and trying to pick up the pieces and figure out what's next. Uh, so really cool interview. I think it's unlike some of the other ones we've done. Um, really, you know, respect Kevin getting in the weeds and being so transparent with us. Um, and it's actually pretty cool because this uh, interview came about because Kevin took the initiative to fill out that contact form on our page um, and just said, hey, guys, love what you're doing. This is something that's needed. Uh, how do I get a part of it? And I think step one for us was uh, let's interview you and drill you with questions. So he, he killed it and I really appreciate it. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in to another week. Um, turn that dial up a little higher, sip that strong coffee, and let's get rocking on this week's episode of What's Next. All right. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of What's Next. Um, here we have an interesting interviewee. Um, his name is Kevin Cope. He is a former soccer player from Michigan State University, uh, graduated 2013. And it's a little interesting with how we got in touch with Kevin. Neither of us knew Kevin before this. Um, he wasn't in our quote-unquote network. But once we launched What's Next, um, we obviously we posted the links to LinkedIn pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we got an email through our website from Kevin. And the email was very interesting, and it kind of hits home with why we're doing what we're doing here. Um, the email was from Kevin, and he said, hey, guys, um, I came across this on LinkedIn. The, we, there's, NCAA, there's a um, group called NCAA After the Game where former athletes can go on and start discussions about what they're doing after sports. Um, and he's, he reached out saying, you know, this is exactly what he needed when he was um, a, coming upon graduation from Michigan State. And he, he wanted to be a part of it and he wanted to be part of our network and he wanted to join. So we got on a call with him a couple weeks ago, and we kind of got his story, which we'll get into soon. Um, and it's really hitting home for us because this is exactly what we want to do. We want to build our network. We want we want to expand, not just you know within our own network, but we want to expand and spread the word and try to help out anybody we can um, along the way. So, with that being said, um, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. So we just want to start off, just tell us your story, you know, talk about playing at Michigan State, being the captain of the soccer team at a big Division One school, um, and then where you went after that. Yeah, so uh, born and raised in Michigan, 
um, actually closer to Ann Arbor, which is where uh, University of Michigan is. So I was recu- recruited locally to you know a lot of the Big Ten universities uh, in the Midwest and chose Michigan State. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but beautiful campus, awesome athletic department. Um, it, it just really felt like home for me. Um, so, you know, being there for four and a half years, I had, took a medical redshirt. I busted my orbital bone, uh, in my junior season. So, uh, that's why I ended up graduating in December of 2013. And, you know, being a captain added some responsibility and added some accountability as well. And I kind of thrive in that sort of situation. So it was kind of good to, um, my, my freshman year was the first year of our new head coach. So it was kind of cool to just build with him. Um, you know, the program prior to that had a head coach there for 35 plus years. So it was kind of cool to kind of be a part of that next wave. And when I entered, you know, we weren't, we weren't really on the map per se. And then by the time I left my senior season, we made it to an elite eight. So it was kind of cool to just see that transition and be a part of it. Um, and I, I like to think that I played a big part of it, you know, being a captain and kind of motivating the guys, things like that. But it was definitely an experience I'll remember forever. And, um, you know, go green. So t- talk about, you know, becoming a captain. You were a captain for three years, right? Yeah. So kind of came in as a freshman. Um, you know, I, I was young for my age to, from the get go. Right. So I was a little bit smaller, little, you know, didn't have any facial hair, things like that. And, um, you know, I came in and earned the spot right off the get go, which was uh, pretty impressive. You know, kind of pissed some guys off, as I'm sure you guys know about battling. You know, only only 11 guys can play on the soccer field. And, the, you know, the same is true with baseball. Only a certain number of guys can play. So um, to, to earn that starting role right off the bat, really earn the respect of the older guys. And I think that really set the tone for what was to come. So my soft, you know, my freshman year, I won Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Uh, so kind of put myself on the map and then, you know, continued with some success sophomore year and my leadership kind of really just uh, vibed with the coach and he, we had a good relationship. So, um, you know, as a, as a junior, he gave me that, you know, gave me the armband and that continued, um, even though I was injured, still a captain off the field. And then, um, you know, my red shirt junior season and then my senior season as well. What was it like playing for a brand new coach? You know, like we, we actually, when we were at Quinnipiac, we went through a transition of coaches and it was, sometimes it was tough. And I don't know for the guys above you, what was it like dealing with them as as a captain with a new? Yeah, coach? no, it was def- definitely a challenge. Um, the you know the old coach, he was that he was old and he kind of was old school and he was a more of a, you know we're going to work harder than these guys, but didn't necessarily ha- um, focus on the skill set. Basically, it was just basic you know, which is true in the college game. If you if you outwork the other team, you're going to put yourself in a good position to win the game. Um, but we had the talent and it wasn't being maximized. I guess. So with the new coach coming in, you know, we set, we kept that same, you know, blue collar mentality of outwork the other team, but at the same time, kind of focused more on skill set and developing players and things like that, which really was the reason that the program took a turn for the better. Kevin, um, quickly, I mean, you you were talking about being a captain early on, young captain, the red shirting piece, but I think there are some parallels, at least for our audience who maybe weren't captains, but maybe they're managing a group, right? Or they're managing a team where some are older and there's that seniority. Uh, talk through kind of those big beginning stages of being a captain, a younger captain. And was it more lead by example? Did you feel like you had to have some machismo? Like how, how did that work for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, first and foremost, it's all about confidence, right? Um, you know, the, the team or whoever you're managing, whatever it is, they all feed off your energy, right? It's contagious no matter what, whether you're in an office or you're on the soccer field or on any field for that matter. So it's kind of, you know, 
it's one of those things I had an assistant coach when I was at state and he was one of those guys that, um, you know, he would show up every day and be like, Oh man, it's a great day to be on the field. Right. And it's like most of the days it is right. 75% of the time, but the other 25%, maybe you had to stay up late studying for an exam or something. And you're just not in the best mood and it's not, you know, you, you would rather be anywhere else, but the soccer field. So it's kind of on those days, those were the most challenging. And those were the days where you kind of just had to buck up and you kind of dig deep. And that's kind of essentially what makes you a leader. So if you want that role, that's a responsibility that you got to take. And that's the responsibility that I decided to take on. And um, the reason I was able to do it is because I, I trusted myself. I was confident in myself and my abilities that it was going to pay off and other guys would follow. Um, so now kind of transitioning to the corporate world in my current position, I want to be a leader, right? But it's it's not maybe sometimes I have self-doubt because it's not in a position that in my it's not my ideal position or maybe I have you know, just lack the confidence in certain areas where it's kind of like, I don't necessarily know what to do. So how am I going to lead somebody else to do something that I don't even know what to do? Right. So it is definitely a challenge, um, but it's something that leaders will face. So it's hopefully something that I can uh, endure down the road um, when I find something that is the right, you know, the perfect fit for me. And uh, that, that's when the leadership qualities really come out. So let's take us, let's take a step back while you're coming upon graduation at Michigan State, right? What's going through your head? Are you immediately thinking, I got to go get a job? Uh, well, I know you had a stint in the MLS, right? Uh, maybe we can expand on that. But what's going through your head? Like, what are the challenges you're facing at that time? Yeah, you know, that w- when I reached out to you guys, this was, this was a thought that was in my head every day. And it was when I was in school, my dream was to play, right? I, I always knew, you know, my parents raised me well. They, I always knew I was going to walk out of Michigan State with a degree. But my... I, I didn't, my goal wasn't to use that degree right away, right? I always had that dream, that, that passion to play soccer after college. And, you know, it was kind of instilled in my head as well with coaches, family, teammates, things like that, where, you know, I was well respected. My name was in some articles. We were, you know, becoming more well known. I was the leader. You know, I was getting that recognition that I thought would propel me in the next level. Um, but once you get to that next level, it, it's business, right? And, you know, I did get drafted. Um, I got drafted in the second round of the you know, MLS Super Draft, which was awesome. It was a great day for me, great day for my family, great day for Michigan State. Um, and I was with the Philadelphia Union for a short stint just in preseason. Mm-hmm. And it was just a different world, right? I mean, these guys are professional athletes. It is their job and it's a business. And I learned that very quickly. And um, I don't know if I just didn't adjust well or if I, it wasn't the right fit. Um, but we can touch on some of those things down the road. But yeah, you know, going back to the original question, my goal was to play soccer. It was not to use my degree ASAP. And I think that with that mentality, I don't want to say it, you know, I, I do not regret playing professional soccer whatsoever. It was, de- it was a great opportunity. I'm happy to say I was able to do it. But I think if I could go back, that's one thing where maybe just planning for the future, if I would have done that a little bit more, mm-hmm. I would have put myself in a much better position. That's interesting because, you know, in the baseball side, we have a, a good amount of people within our network who go get drafted and play in the minor leagues for a while. And it's always a goal of ours as athletes, right, is to go to the next level or the highest level we can go. And the reality is, is not all of us get there, right? So maybe you talked, you just talked about, you know, maybe it wasn't the right fit for you playing professional sports. Maybe can you talk, expand on that a little bit for those of us who have never been in the professional, in professional sports? and tell us why it may not be a good fit, and maybe it's not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, one of the big things is that 
what's different with being a professional athlete versus being, you know, in having a corporate job, the difference is that going to practice every day, you got to have your mind right and your body right. And I tell people this all the time. It, it is much, it is very hard to do to get both of those going at the same time. And so, you know, just waking up every day, sometimes the mind's there, but the body's not. Sometimes the body's there, but the mind's not. And it's a challenge. And I think, you know, I, I don't think I, I didn't struggle with it, but it was a challenge, right? And I think that it's, uh, you know, if you're passionate about it, it's definitely something you can pursue. But it's just, um, you know, sometimes you can't overlook the idea of timing and the right opportunity. Um, you know, if you're playing blackjack, right, if you're making – $25 bets all night. If you make a $100 bet and you hit blackjack, that's timing. You got lucky, right? It's a little <laughs> right. bit of timing. It's a little bit of luck. And the same thing is true with professional sports. You got to have that big at bat in front of the right scout at the right time, or you need to make that big sliding tackle when it comes to soccer in front of the, that right scout. Um, and, and that's what it comes down to. And I think, you know, uh, there's definitely players that I played with that were fortunate enough to, to have that lucky timing and take advantage of it. Um, and I, I just, maybe I didn't get that. I don't know. Or maybe I just wasn't good enough. That, that's always a possibility too. One, I don't like to admit, but it is. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it is, it's a challenge for everybody, but, um, it, if you don't have that goal, then, you know, I know a lot of people play for an education, but a lot of people play because we're competitive, right? We always want what's next, like this podcast, right? Right. What's next? We want that bigger and better. We want the best. We want all those things. And that's just kind of instilled in our nature. Is there a piece of that? Um, is it is it like it's an itch you scratched? Because I think a lot of that, like to your point, it's goal setting. And, you know, there's parallels anywhere where you have your mind, you want this position, you want X role. Once you're there, I think there's a time of like, oh, crap. I mean, I'm here now. What do I do? I don't think you fully prep yourself for all right, um, not only do I want to play in the pros, but I'm going to be in spring camp and here is how it's going to roll out. Um, you know, is there anything, I, I think, advice for, you know, setting goals and I guess, you know, getting tactical once you're there? I mean, you, you set it yourself, it's kind of different than what you expect, but can you ever really have that expectation in place? No, I don't think so. You know, it's not like an internship. It's not like you can, uh, you know, you get a summer internship and then that company hires you for the job and it kind of is the same. It's, it's what you expected, right? It's totally different in every, every club, every, every organization is going to be different, whether how it, how they manage, how they manage their players, how they communicate with their players. You know, I mean, communication is huge. That's part of the reason that I was a leader on the Michigan state team, right? I had a great relationship with all the players and a great relationship with all the coaches. Um, you know, when I got to the bigs, I, you know, talked to the coach maybe twice, right? And you, that kind of uncertainty that, well, did I play? I thought I played well, but did I play well or did I not play well? You know, you don't know because you don't get that feedback. Um, and, and that's a big thing that I struggled with personally. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that as well because, you know, you have the confidence in your ability. But when sometimes you need that affirmation, you need the coaches to come back to you and tell you, hey, man, that was a good practice. Well done. And when you hear that, that, that you know, that motivates you for the next three days. Um, if you don't get it, now you're thinking about it for the next three days and that can hurt your play. So, I mean, I mean, we, I go through that now in, you know, as an attorney, I go through and I, you know, I do something and I wait for someone to tell me anything, give me any feedback and you never know. And you're right. You need that affirmation in order to feel, feel that confidence in something you may be uncomfortable with. Um, right. and, and, and to add on that, you know, I mean, we don't, as athletes, I think, um, um, a real positive thing is that we don't need our, our hand to be held, right? You don't need to right. walk us through every step. We're pretty, we're go-getters, right? We can, mm-hmm. 
you know, tell us, you know, give us a brief of what we need to do and we'll do it. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, yes, that affirmation is just a, you know, a way to motivate and a way to, um, you know, kind of justify and, and kind of, um, you know, make you feel a little valuable. So exactly. Uh, cool. So, you know, Maybe if you could talk a little bit about the transition from, you know, as you are beginning to see your career unfold um, and, and, and you're kind of figuring out, you know, what's next for you, what, what was going through your mind? What was that process like? Um, you know, what, what, what were some of the steps you took to get to where you are now? Uh, if you could go through that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, this is, uh, you know, probably a question that I really want to answer because it, this hit home with me and I think it can hit home with a lot of people. Um, you know, so when I started kind of questioning the, you know, the professional route, I was bummed, right? Like I was just like, man, am I just not good enough? I was doubting my ability. I was doubting everything I'd worked for my whole life to get to this moment and it didn't work. Um, and then I kind of, you know, I, I, I took a step back. I looked at it from an outsider's perspective and what it came down to was, I was expecting so much from the game of soccer. Like I wanted so much more, right? I wanted to be on the big club, being the starting player, making all this money, whatever it may be. But then I looked back and I was like, wow, you know, the game has given me so much already. It's given me a lifelong, you know, lifelong friendships, relationships with teammates from, you know, when I was 10 years old to through my college years. It gave me countless memories. I mean, I, you know, I, I probably say 80% of the stories I tell are, oh man, me and one of my teammates, you know, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys can relate. It's just a bond that you build with those teammates. And when I kind of looked at it from that perspective where it was like, wow, you know, I've already gotten so much and like, you know, like I said, the relationships, the memories, the friendships, uh, you know, the awards and what I thought would be a great lead into another profession. I, w- I was very satisfied. I, w- I was happy to walk away from the game. I, I was confident that I was making the right decision. And again, I, I didn't regret playing co- professionally and I don't regret, you know, when I called it quits, it was the right decision to make and everyone has to make it at some point. I was fortunate enough to play that one year, but, um, you know, I guess taking a look at your situation from an outsider's perspective is definitely something I would recommend. Um, cause it definitely helped for me. So then, so then you go in, right. You're leaving, you're going into the quote unquote corporate world, right? Um, how did, you know, maybe it's helpful to know how you got that job. Was it through someone in your network? Did you just send a cold, did you like cold call people? Like, how did you find your way into, into finance? Yeah, so, you know, for a quick background, had a Michigan State uh, uh, finance degree. So it was time to put that to work. And there was a former MSU player, uh, soccer player, that had his own financial firm. And so I gave him a call. We had, you know, had a, had a pretty good relationship up until this point. And so I gave him a call and he was able to get my foot in the door with a company that kind of works with kind of his back office, um, but still financial related. But this was an opportunity for me to kind of see how things work, um, you know, get the necessary license that I would need for the financial industry uh, towards towards the investment route that I was going um, and, and it was kind of a great opportunity. It was uh, it was a no brainer because I didn't really have to search or look. I didn't really put much effort into it. It was kind of just like, oh, finance degree. I'll, I'll go get a finance job, right? Like right. I didn't, I, I'll totally admit, I did not do the research necessary um, that maybe I should have done prior to that initial, initial step. Um, but, you know, it's worked out. It's not, I bounced around a little bit. Um, I, I got that first job with the help of a former teammate. So I networked, right? That was the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second job that I had, I moved to Chicago. 
you know, kind of wanted a new big city thing, thinking that maybe this could change everything, basically, right? Um, but it was a company that my this new the firm that I was working with was partner with. So it was kind of uh, you know, when I told my firm, like, oh yeah, well that that's cool. Like enjoy your time in Chicago, right? Um, right. And now obviously I'm back in Michigan uh, with a different job, which you know we can touch on a little bit later too. But um, you know those ones were just networking, kind of in-house things, but like I said, I didn't do, take the time to research, find out what was out there, find out what might be might be of interest to me. I kind of just went on the finance road and was like, I'm committed. Let's go. Right. So, what, do you wish there were any, going back to that time when you're getting out of professional sports or even out of college, do you wish there was something offered to you, like some type of resource to help you? Yeah. To help I mean, you find the ne- that next job? No, for sure. And, and you know, I think um, one of the things that, I thought put me in a good position was, you know, obviously I think student athletes in general, when you can put that on your resume, that's a great resume builder. People love that. People love hiring athletes just because of their work ethic, their determination, you know, everything that a student athlete exudes. But the fact that I could put captain on there, I thought that that really spoke volumes. I thought that was a big hit, knock it out of the park. Right. And then when I can say I play professionally, I thought that even up my status even more, right? Like I'm going to get this job. I thought it was going to put me in, in, you know, I thought it was going to be perfect. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to have no, no hurdles, no speed bumps, no nothing. And that's just not the case. I mean, you know, at that point, a student athlete is a student athlete. So I, you know, again, I kind of felt like everything I had worked for, having being that captain, being that professional athlete, it was kind of just like, oh, okay, cool. Like it, it just it didn't get the uh, the credibility that I thought it deserved. Mm-hmm. which, you know, kind of took a hit to my ego a little bit. Um, and so I just, you know, I kind of just rambled a little bit there and totally went off base on what the original question was. But. No, it's totally fine. That's good stuff. Kevin, quite, quick question. Because I, I, I think this is something that actually came up in our last interview. We've seen it a few times as this, you know, it's networking, it's smart networking, but at the end of the day, it's it's raising your hand and asking for help. And I think there's kind of a trend with some of us as athletes where you're, you're blessed with being on a team and having, you know, all these great characteristics that come with it, but some of the hindrance, you know, that pride, the self-confidence, um, and then you're leaving something where your identity is almost misshapen, right? You've been doing something for so long. So when you get plucked out of something like that, you're, you're kind of vulnerable and you retreat to, okay, I did this, or, you know, I, I've been able to climb and make a name for myself in soccer, but at the end of the day, you have to ask for help. And I think that's something not enough of us do, or we do it to the extreme where it's like, can you help me with this? Help me with this. Help me with this. So, I mean, kind of talk about, I guess, putting pride aside, asking for help and how you tactically have been able to network to a point where you think it's been helpful for you, you know, the right person to go to and provide enough substance to really make your name there. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll touch on something, uh, you know, before I get to that, this kind of ties into it, but you know, when I, when I was playing professionally, it, it was a challenge for me. It was very difficult because I didn't think, you know, I thought I could be doing more. And so when I decided to hang up the boots, it was like, oh, wow, that was so challenging. So then I, that's kind of why I went the easy route. I went to the one connection I knew I had in the financial world and he was able to give me the job. And it was so easy that I was like, how can I turn this up? Right. It was, it was the perfect start for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, that ties into it. Well, when you remove that ego, it's kind of like, well, I just want to take the easy route because, you know, I'm kind of in that vulnerable state where it's like, I don't want to, you know, put myself out there and get denied. Like you just took away so much of me. I don't want any more to get stripped away. Right. And I, you know, that's exactly what you were saying. And I think, 
you know, networking is huge and it is, it's challenging, right? Because anybody can go on LinkedIn and connect with anybody. I'm sure there's people out there with 10,000 connections, right? Well, how meaningful is that? You know, I mean, that's when, when Facebook was the thing for our age, it's kind of tailed off and go, you know, towards the older market a little bit, but it's like, Oh, how many friends do you have? You got 2000 friends. You're awesome, man. Like, you know, and it's kind of how many people do you actually know? So you do have to take the time. Um, I, I had teammates on my Michigan State team that were on the you know complete opposite ends, where it's like I will never ever go to you for advice or ask you questions about my career. And then there was guys where it was like, wow, you were older than me. You were a good role model. You know, you got a great job right now. You, you went and you know continued your education a little bit more. Let me pick your brain. Um, so it's kind of just, I think we all have those instincts where it's you know you know the right people to reach out to, but. It's just a matter of doing it. Like the older guys, you might not feel comfortable or, you know, maybe they're in a different industry and you don't think that's a good idea. It is a good idea. Trust me. It is a great idea because you need to be versatile. So I think that that's what I'm struggling with right now is, you know, I went down that finance route when really when I entered the professional world, I should have looked at my versatility and kind of felt what best suited my characteristics, my personality and where I think I could have excelled the most because now I'm, you know, I'm four years into my, into my finance career or three years. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, if I want to switch industries or anything like that, I'm going to be taking an entry level job. It's going to be a step back. And I just need to find that perfect fit where taking a step back is what I want because eventually I'll get to where I want to go. Um, but that's challenging as well. That's again, taking pride out of it because you're taking a step back, whether it's a salary cut, a title, whatever it is. And that's a, a prideful thing that a lot of us I'm sure struggle with. So it's definitely important to do, but much harder said, or much easier said than done for sure. Right. Right. I think that's been a common theme with our past couple of interviews is, you know, we've interviewed people who got out of college, entered the corporate world, hated it. Right. And then just left and started something new, like whether it be a new business, whether it be traveling, whether, whether it be, you know, giving back like philanthropic, um, businesses. Um, and I think that, this is something that you, maybe you're on the verge of, right? Like maybe leaving the corporate world and doing something you really care about. Yeah, for sure. You guys definitely, you know, hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, it's, I read something the other day that will stick with me forever from, from here on out. And it was, I, you know, I quit my nine to five to start something that was 24 mm-hmm. seven. And that's, you know, I, don't know if I stole that from somebody. I don't know. I, I read it somewhere and I, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And at some point it's going to happen. Um, it's all about, you know, putting myself in the right position to, to be able to do that and take advantage of the right opportunity when it presents itself. Um, and I know it's going to take a lot of hard work and it might take, you know, you know, work on the side that I'm going to have to build on the weekends or when I get home from work, whatever it is. But eventually that, yes, that's the ultimate goal to, you know, you know, do my own thing that I'm passionate about. That's going to bring joy to other people. That's going to make, bring joy to me, make, you know, my quality of life better. And that's, you know, I think that's what everybody searches for. It's just a matter of doing it. And I think, you know, you got to have that right mentality, right mindset. And I, I hope I have it. I, you know, I hope one day I do and we'll kind of see what comes down the road, but you know, I'm learning each step of the way and, and I don't look at it, you know, my corporate, the corporate world that I've experienced, it's not, it's not like I'm not, I don't frown upon it. It's stepping stones for me, right? It, it got me to this mm-hmm. point where it's like, wow, I don't want to do that. And I think mm-hmm. that's great. When you figure out what you don't want to do, that's a, that's a good stepping stone for you to go figure out what you do want to do. 
It's challenging mm-hmm. to figure out what you want to do, but by figuring out a thing that you don't, that's a step in the right direction. So, It's so interesting to hear because this is exactly why we're doing this. And I said it before and I'll say it again, but this is exactly the, the type of impact we'd like to make to broadcast these types of struggles, right? And help people find their way um, to the next, whatever's next for them. So it's awesome that um, we're able to expose that here. And Kevin, the, the elephant in the room is you know, the three of us on the line on, in behalf of what's next, don't have it figured out either. You know what I mean? Like right. this, this started because we had that itch. Um, and it was something like we, we, you know, like our jobs, but there's something more that we have to do. Right. So if it's, you know, our, our last interview, why it talks about experimenting with yourself, trying new things and kind of to your point with the MLS piece, scratching certain itches so that you say, you know, maybe the nonprofit route, like I tried it, that, that won't work. Right. And you're starting to chip away at things until you get to a point where worst case scenario, you go to work each day with a whole new perspective of actually this job is, is pretty solid and, and here's why. So it's, um, you know, this, I think if anything for us, worst case scenario has been able to, at least for me selfishly provide a new perspective when I go into my nine to five each day, um, of, you know, certain things I'm picking up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And And that's, and that's it too. Like you said, you know, if you're going to experiment, say if you're going to go the nonprofit route, you know, you could maybe you don't. That's necessarily not for you, but maybe you pick something out of that that you're like, okay, that's what I'm going to try next because you think that might be it, right? And it's kind of just a, a guessing game where it's well, it's not a guessing game. There's you know, it's, it's an educated guess, but you're trying to find that right fit. I mean, like I said, with with the whole internship thing, right? I mean, it's a great idea where you go intern for a company and that company hires you and you know what to expect and it's great, but you know, right now you can't say, oh, hey, do you mind if I try your job for a week or two? See if I like it. I mean, that just doesn't exist, right? We can't, we can't quit our jobs just to go do that. I mean, if you can, that's awesome. You know, props to you that congrats, but a lot of us can't. So it's a challenge that it's risk reward, but you need to make sure that, that what, you know, what you're risking for is, is the right reward is, is worth it. So, right. So looking back now that we're at this, now that you're at this point, right? Looking back when, maybe you're graduating or even when you're leaving professional soccer, what's something you wish or some, or a couple of things that you wish you had done differently looking back? If any, yeah, differently. Um, you know, I think I would just make sure, like I said, you know, my parents always instilled in me, I'm getting my degree and that was awesome. But I chose a finance degree because it was time to pick a degree. I thought business was great and I thought finance was pretty versatile, right? I didn't, I didn't give it a second thought what I wanted to do. Um, so I think just finding a passion beyond the game was definitely something that was important to me, um, or that I should have done. And I think that would have been, you know, because when I think about it now, it's kind of like, well, what was I thinking about in college? And literally I was thinking about nothing. I was playing, thinking about playing professional soccer. So I would say that's why that narrow minded tunnel vision on soccer, soccer, soccer is kind of what is hindering me now. Um, so now, you know, three, four years later now is when I'm starting to think, Oh, what am I passionate about? Right. And I'm trying to kind of reignite the flame, um, to find which route to go. So, I mean, I think just throughout the four years, you got to just do a little more soul searching, whether that means go to career fairs or use your academic centers a little bit more, or, you know, go to the, the free shows that the universities put on where they try to bring students together. I don't know, but Something along those lines, just get yourself out there a little bit more and expose yourself to more, more and different opportunities because, you know, any opportunity, any, anything that's a little different that you might hesitate to go to, 
could be that thing that you kind of, you know, your hidden passion, whatever it may be. So say you find that in college though, you know, maybe it is, you know, our theater, you know, something extreme, right. And you start to dabble on that, but then you don't reach your goals on the soccer field. Like, do you have that mentality of, well, shoot, if I wasn't all in, you know, I, I couldn't, maybe I would have hit, you know, greater goals. So it's almost like that. The looking back is tricky, but I, I think there's plenty to take back, you know, for the younger audience, those guys who are students of start to hedge, start to find other things so that when that piece is taken away, which it is at some point, you know, there, there's something else you help you have to fall back on. Yeah, no, I like that word a lot, hedge, you know, you got to hedge your bet a little bit, right? And that that's exactly it. I mean, in that you know, that would kill me too. If, if, uh, if I had that thought in my head where it was like, you know, wow, if I would have been all in with soccer, maybe I could have made it farther. But, you know, realistically, I think even at this age now, I, I wouldn't be bitter about it. Maybe I would be, you know, when I first graduated and I didn't get drafted or something like that, but you know, two, three years down the road, I would, I would be saying, wow, that was smart, Kev. Good job. Like, you know, well done. So I think, uh, you know, but, but each people, you know, each person is kind of, um, you know, if you put all your eggs in one basket, that's that's what happens sometimes. Going back, so if you were going to say you're a junior or you're talking to a current junior or senior in college, maybe even at Michigan State, he or she is a soccer player, and they're coming up on graduation, the prospect of playing professional sports um, is not there, right? So you're going to enter the real world. What's, a, what's one piece of advice you'd give that that person as they – as they, they see their playing days come to an end? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I, I touched on, well, I've touched on a couple of them already, but the one thing mm-hmm. that I, I want to reiterate is the, you know, finding something you don't like is a step in the right direction. I think that's really important um, because as almost everybody knows, most people don't find their dream job right out of college, right? right. So don't don't look at that as a setback or don't, you know, get pissed off at it. It's a stepping stone, right? Everything... If you look at it in a negative way, that's going to affect you negatively down the road. But if you look at it kind of as a stepping stone, optimistic point of view, that could be very beneficial. Um, And along with that, you know, as you're climbing the ladder, whether it's in your company or with different roles that you kind of want, I think as I hit on the passion, right, it's kind of it's what it's difficult to find. But like what what makes your heart beat a little faster? Right. What what gets you talking a little faster than normal and your voice, you know, your tone of voice just gets louder and louder as, as you keep going or you're texting your friends and your thumbs are moving super fast. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where that's excitement, right? You can do something that makes you happy, but to do something that makes you excited, I think that's kind of a, uh, it's extreme happiness, right? Which is what we all strive for. So if you find something that you, that you're doing that with, that's passion and grab onto that and pursue it. Um, you know, I think I, I'm guilty of it too. I made jokes about, you know, I hear people's major sometime and I kind of laugh, like, what are you going to do with that? Right. But mm-hmm. there's everything. If there wasn't a job for that major, they wouldn't have that major. Right. So <laughs> if you're passionate about it. If you can find that, you know, when you're entering college or in your freshman or sophomore year, take advantage of that, pursue it. Don't let other people tell you otherwise, because, um, you know, that that's, that's t- taking a risk, but I think that's a risk worth taking for sure. And that's maybe something that I could have done a little bit better. So that that's one piece of advice. And then, um, what else? I mean, just trust your gut. That's kind of ties into it where it's like, you know, I'm a very instinctual person. I'm not impulsive, but I, you know, I do follow my gut. And I think that, 
you know, I, I have a tendency to make the right decision if I follow my gut. So I think that's something that, you know, something to be said for as well. That's great. So how can, how can a platform like What's Next, how can we here help you find, find the next step? And how can we help you progress if, if we can help you at all? I mean, Hopefully yeah, we can. <laughs> guys are an idea generator for me already. I mean, it's just kind of an idea of, I'm not stealing a platform, don't worry. But, you know, just an idea of like, how can you help people, right? I mean, my, my fiance is in social work, right? And she comes home from work every day, whether she's happy or sad, you know, depending upon how her day was, right? But every day she's helping people, 10 patients plus, right? Like mm -hmm. helping them with needs, being there emotionally and helping them through tough times. And it's kind of like, <coughs> excuse me, it's not, people in tough times don't always need help, right? People that are in the right direction might need guidance or help or whatever. And it's kind of, you know, right now I'm thinking, you know, you guys have given me some ideas how I can um, use my knowledge and my experience in a beneficial way. Um, and um, so you guys, you guys have definitely given me, uh, you know, some ideas and definitely exposed me to a new network that I never knew I had. So that's, uh, you know, thanks to you guys. I appreciate it. Awesome. Um, so last question, um, it's kind of the staple, just what's next for you? What do you see in the next, you know, week, month? next five years what do you what's your next step well um immediately um i'm going to be uh enrolling in an mba program so awesome you know, kind of taking that upon myself um you know that that's in my control that's something that i can do to better myself to hopefully put me in you know put me in that better position that i talked about earlier um and i think it's never bad to continue your education it's never bad to learn more you know gain more knowledge i think that's hopefully going to help me in the long run um, you know, it's a two year online program, so I'm going to continue working and I'm hoping that these two years also spark some ideas for me. Give me uh, maybe a better sense of direction. Give me some ideas, give me more knowledge on how to run my own business. Maybe whatever, it, wh whatever I get from it, I'm hoping that it really helps me, you know, on, in the next five years. Right. Um, it's not going to be an immediate thing, but long term, I think uh, this is definitely the route for me and it's worth the investment. Kevin, just one thing. I mean, uh the one thing I will say just from you and Kevin touched on it earlier. I mean, you put yourself out there, you reached out to us. Um, it was really cool for us. I mean, we got the contact form and we're like, Holy crap, there's somebody net new. So the one thing, and I'll probably touch about it in the outro is for a lot of our audience, put yourself out there, um, reach out, get uncomfortable. Um, that's what brought us here today. Um, and you said you got some ideas from us. I think we've got plenty from you. So we'll definitely stay in touch after this one. Um, and Kevin, I know you had a, a bit of a wrap up as well, but I just wanted to chime in there. No, Kev, look, we just wanted to say everything Neil just said. I just want to reiterate that we're so grateful that you reached out to us. And it's, we're so, you know, it's kind of validating why we're doing this. The fact that somebody out in the Midwest who we've never met before came across it and is excited by what we're doing and wants to be a part of the network, right? We want to, like I said in the beginning, we want to grow this network and, we're just so we're just so thankful that already within our first three and a half weeks we've been able to reach somebody that that we may have an impact on. So again, thank you so much um, for reaching out, not only reaching out to us, but also being a good sport and agreeing agreeing to an interview. Um, and this will not be all you listeners out there. This will not be the last you hear of Kevin because we will be in touch um, in the near future. So. Thank you again, Kevin. Um, if you need anything, you know where to find us. Um, everyone else, give it up for Kevin <laughs> if you can. Yeah. 
Um, well, thank you guys. I mean, honestly, I hope, you know, what you guys are doing is great. I hope if someone listens to this and, you know, they, it helps them in one way or another, that's, that's my goal. So it's kind of, this is, this might be the first, you know, the first step in the right direction for me. So that's, you know, thank you guys again for having me on. So what'd you guys think? Um, I, I really enjoyed that one. I think we went into it. Uh, I wouldn't say apprehensive. We, we really didn't know Kevin. Um, like I said, he, he reached out just total cold reach out introduction. Um, and it turned into that. So I was really excited to just have those conversations. It reinforces, you know, why we're here and doing what we're doing. And I think you even saw towards the end, um, we kind of went off script and just had a good conversation with him, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I think, you know, the biggest lesson here is like, if you, if you guys are out there and you ask for help, you put yourself out there and people will be there. And I think as athletes, that pride gets in the way. Um, so, you know, let this kind of be an example of, you know, ask for help guys. You've got such a strong community, whether you realize it or not. Um, so it's time to utilize it. Uh, so with that being said, I will ask uh, that you guys like, share, you know, please subscribe if you're not, um, you know, on iTunes and, and rate that. I think it really helps for exposure. Um, and then this is also our first soccer guest. So you guys probably got a soccer community in your network. Um, get this in their inbox. See what they think. I think they'll enjoy it. Um, and then that last call to action, I think the guest posting is something we're really interested in. You know, we have the blog capabilities on our site. We're really primarily within this podcast. Um, but if you guys have a topic or a rant or something you find is passionate uh, about, send it our way. We'll, we'll get it up. We'll get your name out there. And, uh, you know, we have no qualms about getting that exposure for you. Um, like I said, this network is really that, you know, it's as strong as the people that are within it, uh, the people building it. So, you know, if you guys got that content, send it our way. Um, so with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Share this one um, and we'll see you guys next week on what's next.